Live from the Shangri-La, South County. Coming to you from Russ and Tustin, the shit-covered homeless central of <laughs> Northern Orange County. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that all week. Uh, yeah. Got my uh, Red Bull Cola. It's vagrant infested like the uh, the demons uh, invading uh, Earth and Doom Eternal. They're, uh, we can't refer to them as demons. We have to ref- the the polite term is mortally challenged. <laughs> did you, did you watch any? Of, I was gonna say, did you watch any of the uh, the videos of uh, QuakeCon stuff? No, I didn't even know what was going on. Uh, yeah, it was last last weekend. The new Doom looks awesome. I, I know you didn't play the last one that came out, but it's kind Should of. Should I ex- buy it for the Switch? seems kind of stupid to put that on a switch with a console controller i heard it runs pretty well on the switch actually i mean you're not going to get the full experience no it would be less than 720p i would just buy it for windows and run it through that nvidia um whatchamacallit the geforce thing yeah yeah that thing's pretty good i used that at the land party not bad yeah yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna see if maybe you wanted to get owned on Quake later, playing through that. All right. Uh, um, if they announced, I'm not up too late. Yeah. They uh they also went over the uh Rage Two. You played. I remember you played through that. Yeah, there you was supposed that, to be right? DLC. Yeah, I I don't know if I beat it. I don't remember. It had like an abrupt ending. It felt like it wasn't finished. That's all I remember. I think I was close to finishing, but I didn't. And I still have the save on my 2012 MacBook Pro. I need to move well, the file over. I'm never going to fucking play it, though, so. John Carmack, that was the last game I think he helped develop it, Ed. Yep. And it should so The second dead. one looks cool. So it's set like 30 years after the first one ended. It looks kind of like Doom, the gameplay. I think it's on the same engine, but uh, Tech 7 now. Can you split people in half? The demons. The mortally uh, challenged. They, they're they like mutated humans, but yeah, you can like explode them into giblets and like pop their heads off with that blade saw thing. Dismember them. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a good Doom Quake uh, universe. Oh, yeah, you've been playing WoW. Are you playing WoW right now? No, I'm not. I'm playing with a flash drive in my hand and clicking it back and forth is wow any good uh uh it's a natural progression of the game but that is it being good is an ambiguous question because it depends what you're asking if you want the game to be more dumbed down and simplified yes it's good but it's almost too simplified now they polished the engine a lot it looks a lot better it's also a complete resource hog and it's not optimized at all. It still runs on one fucking core. So if you're on a six core CPU like me, you're not getting really any benefit. When did you get a six, a six core? I we talked about this gen, on the show. Eighth gen i7, yeah. All the eighth gen i5s and i7s that are desktop chips are six core. Nice. I vaguely remember it now. I've been busy. 
Well, it's confusing how Intel does their chip lineup now because you can get an Intel Nook, which is technically a desktop machine, even though it's like it's like an embedded system because the chip's like it's it's an yeah. embedded system, but it's a desktop machine. But just now they're finally releasing with the eighth gen um, the eighth gen versions of the Nooks. They have uh, quad cores finally. So does that mean it's a thirty-five watt C? A TDP chip? It's probably higher than that if it's a quad, because I think before they were in the thirty range. I think they got up to. I think they got up to fifty actually. If you look at like an i seven seventy six whatever or something U, the U chips are the uh, seventy six hundred U. Yeah, so two core, four thread, twenty five. 20, it's a, no, it's, it's a 15 watt actually. Wow, that's low. Damn. Yeah, that's but, uh, MacBook level. But that's a dual core though. So the 8th gen uh, 8700 U or 8650 U. Yeah, it's 4 core, 8 thread. It's 15 watts. Huh. That's pretty, pretty good. Random question. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the Joe Rogan with McCulloch Culkin? However you say his name. I didn't listen to all of it, but I listened to a lot of it. Did you hear the part where uh, that guy's got so much money that he can just pick a random country to live in every year and he has a large collection of mannequins in his apartment in New York? Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. I, I, the things I remember him talking about was like uh, the pedophiles in Hollywood. Or like they're uh he didn't what did he call them? He didn't call them he didn't call them pedophiles outright. He called them like it's like this he was referring like that there was this cult in in Hollywood of, of those types. Really? And then, I must yeah. not have been paying attention. Yeah, and then he uh was then they were talking about um how he rejected roles over the years, like they came to him to like they wanted to get him on like uh, different sitcoms and stuff and he would reject them. Like they want to get him on the big bang theory. Yeah. And like, he thought it was idiotic. Like the script, the whole concept of that show was just turns dumb. out he's right. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of jokes. There were a ton of, a lot of His jokes. jokes fell flat. He tried to make an ass to mouth joke. Yeah. That's tough to I can't, do. Though. I can't believe he was like dating Mila Kunis for like a decade. Wow. Yeah. He was like a hermit. And you, you would just like, they'd have like tabloid pictures of him walking around with her. It was really odd. He's not as weird or crazy as I thought he would be, though. Yeah. Usually those child, those child star types are like mentally deranged by the time they hit adulthood. <laughs> can you hear that noise in the background? I don't know if it's going to come through my noise gate, but maybe when I talk, you can hear it. There's like fan noise. Not currently. I've got a fan blowing behind me right now too. Okay. It's a Unify USG Pro. It's kind of loud. And I finally figured out why it wasn't provisioning to my server. Cause I, I, I when you use a Unify product from Ubiquity, you need a uh, Unify controller, which is a piece of software 
Uh, it's a web interface for remotely managing a software-defined network for running multiple sites and having a basically a virtual uh, infrastructure. It gives you like an Amazon-style GUI to managing routers, switches, individual devices, wireless networks, setting up profiles, provisioning them, adopting them, and then placing each piece of equipment into different sites, different customer locations, or different homes. So if you've got a home, an apartment, an office, you can put all of them in separate sites, then have separate maps, separate floor plans. You could use, um, here, I'm going to give you credentials to log into mine live on the show while I attempt to talk about it while I type. Um, all right. I'm already failing. Okay, that is going to be the domain name. Don't read it out loud. And I'm going to paste in your username and password. I'm sorry if it reads it to you. But you'll log into the web interface, and then you can see the router and the uh, wireless access points that it's uh, attached to. And the problem I was having was, since I was doing this double natted, my WAN interface and my LAN interface had the same damn IP addresses. Like they were on the same subnets. So every time I try to route something to the internet, it would go through my LAN. That's why it was inconsistent. Huh. I would have it connect to the, the controller and then it would disconnect. It was really strange behavior. I thought maybe I got a compromised router. And I made a joke about that when I got that thing because I thought, oh, it's going to come from some fucking Chinese provider and they're going to slip some hardware implant or software implant into this thing and just ship it off. So there's a whole bunch of them seated throughout the US because I know that shit goes on. And I don't particularly trust Unify because I brought up the fact that they don't uh, cryptographically sign any of their firmware images on their website. They just use a SHA-256 checksum that they post next to the, the link to the download. So you can never uh, authenticate the download. Anybody could have replaced it on their server. Right. And I made a comment on one of their firmware updates, and they killed comments on every single thread across the entire website. There is no more commenting on updates. Yeah, that's that's strange. People have I pointed it out multiple times. I still think that their equipment is better by leaps and bounds than any of the Netgear garbage or I agree. any of the other crap where you have to like download the firmware from like a fucking third party mirror that's hosted on their website. And then like you have to now they don't even now you don't even have to upload it. They have like a built in downloader caked like burnt into the firmware. So you can just yeah. like click a button and it'll just pull a file like. It pulls a file from the yeah. ether, fucking who knows where it came from. Right. And you can't verify it. Right. Yeah. Funny thing uh, is Ubiquity kind of does, does the same thing. But they have, they're not some obscure fucking company in Southeast Asia without any customer service line. No. And they have 24-7 customer service. Right. It's in a chat, dot, a little uh, dialogue box. I actually used it to resolve this problem. I was messaging them and the guy's like, oh, well, your WAN and your LAN are on the same subnet. And I was like, oh, facepalm. And <laughs> I go and I jiggle the handle in the back room. And that was the problem. It was an ID10T error. 
and those errors you can actually Idiot reference. Error. You can't reference that. ID10T. Oh, I've <laughs> seen that before. <laughs> no, but I mean, error. like, what I, what I meant was that you can, if if there is an, a problem, you can reference it online because there's a, a large enough community of IT professionals and other people that use their equipment, as opposed to if you have a problem with a Netgear device, it's like, where do you go? Like you go on a Netgear forum? No, there is no such thing. It's like you got to go on like some third party site or some techie, you know, like the equivalent of what the um, like what seven forums used to be for Microsoft problems before they had like back when blue screens didn't give you any really useful information other than stop codes like they didn't have an actual error attached to it it would just be like 0x000183 you know you have to it debug like, it yeah or go through yeah. the log if it even assuming it wasn't a hard disk problem and it actually saved it dumped it it did a memory dump you know into a log file um but uh i'm gonna be setting up some ubiquity stuff coming up uh either well actually either tomorrow or this weekend i'm I'm not sure when yet but um gonna be setting up a edge router and then a unify ap pro for a client i set up the edge router already i kind of copied their config off their existing router i haven't obviously tested it yet because i'm not on their network but i was kind of messing with the uh, edge os and it is kind of weird. It feels a little disjointed, the management. Like, if you need to get into the system options, it's like this banner that runs across the bottom of the of the web UI. And it's like, you, I'm like, where do I go to, like, configure, like, what are, where do I go to, like, change the, the router name or change, like, the the admin account, like, the admin login, change the password. So you have to click on this. There's a system button that's, like, completely isolated from anything else in the UI at the bottom like a bottom ribbon that runs across the the bottom of the UI. I vaguely remember. Did you manage to log in, by the way? No, not yet. I'll do it right now. Um, hold on. I managed a handful of those uh, edge routers. Ubiquity for the general population doesn't know about Ubiquity, and they don't know the differences between the devices. And their USG devices, in my opinion, they seem like the device that they always wanted to produce, particularly for uh, the enterprise. And they're relatively easy to set up and manage for anybody who's slightly geeky. And then the edge router stuff is like their small business router that has its own self-contained admin interface. Did you manage to log in? Yeah, I'm in right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, click around. Like my password though. Um, that is definitely the password. No, no, no. I it's asking me to change my password on the first login. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it comes up with an edit account window when I do that. All right there, we go. I like that one. And uh, where is it going with that? So the Unify devices. That line includes their wireless networks to their routers to their switches, and those are all managed through this controller, which is a server that you run somewhere. In my case, I'm running it on a micro instance on AWS. Relatively cheap. I can make cool. backups of it. Most people 
historically have run them on site or in their own office to manage their customers. You have to have some ports open. It's not a big deal. I don't think it needs to be run all the time. There's certain aspects of it that need to be run all the time. Well, 8080 has to be the port that's open, right? No matter what. And you can just forward so. that out. 8080 yeah. for the inform URL to get the things to register. But the edge router devices are routers only. There is no wireless network. Right. And those have the admin web interface and stuff built into the router. You just go to the local address and it pulls it up like any links this router you've used. None of the unifies really have that. The uh, USG, the security gateway that I'm using, actually has a minor one that lets you manually set a static, uh, a static WAN or LAN address for like the absolute basic routing, and that's actually how I solved this problem. Where I was like, oh, well, what if I just force it to another subnet, plug it into this other network that has IP restrictions, and it worked. So that's when I knew that I'm stupid. So when you're in my controller now, can you look at uh, some of the other sites like Eagle Attic? Yeah, I can change okay. sites. And then and you can look at the map. Flat law, but there's nothing on flat law. Yeah, there's nothing there. Um, if you look at the map, you can change the map view next to the maps tab. And you can, without reading out a name, you can change it from the global... Google Maps view to a bedroom view. And then it gives you a floor plan where I trace the floor plan with a drywall pencil and you can enable the wireless radio um, signal strength. And then on my end, because I can read and write, your account's read only, I can drag the wireless network around and then see the signal strength change in different positions on this floor plan. How did you make my account read only if I'm an, it says I'm an admin? I know. All I can do is add quote unquote admins. Huh. And I just didn't enable anything that said allow this or that. And then I, I enabled you to see stats and all sites. It's cool that they have a 3D view for this too. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's all done in a web browser. Yeah. I'm not sure how you tilt it though. I don't think you it's can. It's just generating what it thinks the walls are in that map i had to trace it there's a little add walls thing on my oh, screen okay and i can trace it with a drywall pencil or concrete pencil and then that um has a certain number of decibels that it weakens the signal that they must have fabricated those numbers somehow so if i move it it might move on your screen but i don't want to deal with that right now so where's your office in this? <laughs> I know. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> don't don't bring up any more about this. No, I won't. <laughs> um, I don't have one. That's the problem. <laughs> You're gonna need Let's one of say, those little. There's gonna little, be a like big curtains. echo. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna need curtains to separate the the dining room and the living room, and then they'll have like a I'll little closed off space <laughs> here between a uh, a layer of clothing. That's funny. <laughs> and glance at my screen every once at my screen every once in a while. So the the noise will either be completely dead because I'll be squeezed into a closet, or it'll be uh, cavernous sounding. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. A little walking, tiny walk-in closet. You can make yeah. a little little setup in there. What did Adam Curry call his 
his uh, studio, the Cludio. The Cludio. <laughs> the closet, closet studio. <laughs> closet studio for the No Agenda show. The Cludio. Uh, that's funny. I could do that. Yeah. The isolated. Um, you linked me to a story. Another censorship. Another. I want to find another Ooh. word for censorship. I guess it is censorship. Another censorship story related to Alex Jones. Oh, he the, shut down uh, his pirate radio station. So that was a pirate radio station. So it's not even it, a story. Well, it's it's through LRN FM. So it's through the Liberty Radio Network. So it is broadcasted on a legitimate radio network. What yeah, so they're claiming really is, is he didn't radio? have an FCC license. That's what made it a pirate pirate radio station. Interesting. So they can just. I, I didn't know that that was the technical definition. And basically, any pirate radio station is someone operating without an FCC license. It's just broadcasting. What about but, all those people with FM transmitters that are super powerful in their car? That, yeah. So where do where do you make the distinction then? Are they those pirate radio too? There's a certain amount of wattage. I think with FM it would be measured in watts and then AM would be measured in amps because it's amplitude modulating. So well, FM requires a lot more um, power, doesn't it? I don't think so because AM is amplitude modulation. But FM, they're just they're, you're just piggybacking off of what's already... I mean, I guess you're doing that with AM too. I actually have no but, clue. I know AM radio towers, they have those massive antennas that come out of like, and I, they're, they're kind of like, if you drive by, if you drive through like Culver City in LA, they'll be like these shitty little buildings. Like these, they literally look like they could maybe have one small office in them and then there'll be a huge antenna coming off the top of it. It's a shitter with the antenna attached. To yeah. It. And it's pretty obvious. It's like an AM radio station. And if you get there's like close all these enough. little Korean, there's all those Korean and Hispanic radio stations up there. If you have the right fillings, you could be like Lucille Ball and say that you receive radio through your teeth. <laughs> you know, I well, love back Lucy. then they used to use mercury for fillings, so they still do. They use a mercury mercury amalgam. That's the most common thing used for, um, what do they call it when? I guess it's like a they cap your tooth. Oh, a crown. A crown, or. I'm sure there's other procedures where they use it, but it's visually unappealing, so they they use it where they can cover it, but it's cheaper. And huh. possibly constantly, slowly, chronically poisoning you. Yeah, she didn't live very long, did she? She was like 70, I think, when she died. But she was a lifelong smoker, too, and so was her husband, her ex-husband. What did she die of? Let's see. Consult the book of knowledge. Ugh. I don't know. She was 77. I guess that's not. When is Half-Life 3 coming out? Drink. Uh, no comment. I have no idea. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Quake, when I was talking about that earlier, I've been uh, sharpening my skills a bit. They finally fixed the horrific fucking matchmaking in that game. Basically, what they, they were doing was you would queue up and then it was one queue button. You would just hit play and then it would 
you know, you would connect with eight, seven other players because eight players total. And then from that point, you would have to vote on what the fucking game mode was. So you would have TDM, uh, InstaJib, or Deathmatch. And then everyone would fucking automatically vote InstaJib. So, like, it seemed like the majority of the time when I was playing, like, a few months ago, I was just playing through InstaJib maps, and I got really fucking tired of it because InstaJib with abilities is garbage. And it has... It just... That's not InstaJib. If you can use another fucking... You know, if you got a character that's got like a cannon on his back that can shoot grenades that are one-shot kills the same way as your railgun is, then that's not InstaJib to me. So no. I just I tried to like avoid playing that. And anyway, they fixed it. So now you can choose if you want TDM, Deathmatch, InstaJib, or you can do TDM with bots. The bots, I don't know what to think, like what what their algorithm is that they use for them because some matches i play with them and they are literally fucking retarded they stand there and they face into a corner running like they they're just fodder you just blow them up instantly and then other matches they're flying around the map getting like instant kills like headshots with the rail gun or like they're uh uh strafe jumping with a rocket launcher and they can telepath your movements and hit you directly with the rockets every time it's very get, get very good. strange yeah, well, every time I've complained about it, that's the basic response. But oh, then geez. I go and play regular oh, TDM, bots cheap. and I kick ass. I've I've gotten like first place in every match that I've won with TDM on my you team. Did do like, good. I did really bad when we played at the land. Like I get, and mostly that's because of the heroes I choose because I know the the cheap ones to play with. Um, this one bitch, she can set a totem down that they stay on the map until the other team destroys them. So you can set them up throughout the map as many as you want to get destroyed, heal you and your teammates, and then they damage enemies that run through them. So what you do is you set them up on uh, and hidden areas on the map, like at the top of a, a jump or something, you know, like those jump pads that you can launch you in the air. You set those up at the top of those or around corners. You know where to run. You can run away from enemies when you're in low health, sit there and heal. And then you can bait them into them and like wear you know wear them down. Just keep shooting at them until they get to that point, and then the totems will kill them. So she's really dirty. Then there's um, the newest guy they released, uh, Death Knight, who has like this flame trail thing that he shoots out. And if you hit them point on with it, it's like an insta kill. So that's kind of like your hail mary. Like, oh, you got twenty health, and the other guy's got full health and like fifty armor. Just hit him one time with one rocket and then get close in and then use that ability and then you kill him. There's a lot of balance issues with that game. That's that's the main problem. Like the gameplay itself is really fun, really fluid. I think they fixed some of the netcode problems because I haven't had as many obvious misses that should have been hits. It seems like they every because this is the third QuakeCon that they've had since it went into like early access and pre-alpha. And it seems like with every QuakeCon, they release a major update that slowly fixes more things. So the last thing I'm waiting for is I want CTF. In the Mac version. Or Linux version. Yeah, well, don't hold your breath for that. But (laughs) CTF, I've wanted a Twitch shooter with CTF for so fucking long. Because it's never going to happen with Unreal because it's not developed anymore. So this is kind of like my last hope because I love CTF. CTF's like a dead thing. There's no shooters that have capture the flag anymore. It's, uh, it's I'm trying to think if state. there's something similar in insurgency. 
I don't think so. No, there's I don't there's no games that have CTF anymore. But um, so yeah, I've been playing that. I've getting been getting better playing that. Um, I don't know. W regarding World of Warcraft, I'll see how where that is. I, it just came out on Tuesday, so I've only played it for a couple days. Only reason I got it is because Alan got it. You said the servers got the one raped. Thing. Uh, they always do on launch day. And people bitch and moan because Blizzard is a West Coast company. And there's fags in New York that complain about how unfair it is that the servers launch. Time is unfair. Time zones are unfair. The comments on the forums are so hilarious. They're so condescending because people are fucking retarded. Of course the game is going to come out. If the fucking company says we're launching it at 7 p.m. Pacific time on this day, obviously that's going to be a different time than it is in New York. It's like people want them to launch it earlier to cater to those people. Like, So there's a lot of that. And then the servers that are... Because um, WoW historically has had kind of servers that are f sort of famous just for their player populations and like things that have happened on those servers over the last 15 years. What and are you referring so, like, to when you say servers? Or is it like a realm or they something? They have like names. Like oh. Area 52 is a server. Tychondrius is a server. Uh, uh, Laughing Skull. Like th those are like really high population servers going way back to like when the game first launched. And so when they started adding more servers to alle alleviate the population problems, there were people that stayed on the original servers because of like, they wanted to keep playing with their friends and all that. And so they just took there forever. And then those high population servers from the very beginning never became depopulated. They always stayed full. And so what they did over time to screw it up even more is they started having cross realm play. So you would be on a server and you would start seeing other people from other servers and then would have a tag at the end of their name, which is what their server name was. So like when I'm playing right now, I play on a server Destromath. That's the server we've always played going back to high school. And then they merged the server Asgalore with Destromath. So like I'm in a guild with people and their names are like whatever their game name is dash Asgalore. And so you know that they're not actually on your server. They're on the other server. They're just playing with you because they merged the realms together, if that makes sense. Yeah, probably not enough players. I think it's because they, they, they didn't want to pay... They didn't want to have all... Well, the player data is still saved on those servers, but they didn't want for like pvp and like dungeons and things like that that's why they wanted to merge them because it puts less stress on the individual servers if they can instance things together like they can instance pvp between multiple servers they can instance dungeons which you queue up for and you play through with a group of people it makes sense. they can instance that between multiple servers yeah you hit a URL at a load balancer everything gets routed automatically in the background that's basically what it is yeah it's load balancing um but yeah the game's just it's getting it's too watered down now they're trying to make it too accessible to everyone and 
well, in some ways that's good. In other ways, it sucks. I'm trying to sneak um, a peek at this Intel discrete graphics you referenced earlier while you're talking. I was actually just going to segue into that. Okay. Yeah, they so Intel, they're trying to steal NVIDIA's thunder, but they're not going to... Those discrete graphics, they're going to be expensive because everything Intel makes is expensive, and they're not going to compare performance-wise. I already know it, that it won't. Maybe. Because NVIDIA has been de- NVIDIA has been developing the they're called GRX chips now, not GTX. I think it's the GRX 280 or GRX 2080. RTX. RTX, yeah. Four thousand three hundred and fifty-two CUDA cores and eleven gigabytes of VRAM, and that's the base one, I think. Wow. It's the tur. Uh, it's the Turing. It's called Turing. The new uh, Pascal was the old framework. Now it's the new one's Turing. The fuck Intel's already announced ninth gen. I heard about i nine ninety nine hundred K i seven ninety seven hundred K eight cores. Because they can't pull off the smaller nanometers. The smaller process size, they're just making the chips wider and putting more cores on there. And I think some of these newer chips have uh, their cap for uh, thermal distribution soldered on. Sometimes you can uncap a chip, clean it, put your own thermal paste directly on it. But most of the time the chips come capped. You know, it's gonna be 14 to. nanometer. Oh, yeah. Wait, didn't they? Isn't everything they do with 14 nanometers right now? Or is this their the new one that's at 22? Okay, I think the ninth gen is gonna be 14. All I know is that they're behind it's high, high TDP. Even the i5 is gonna be 95 watts. Eight. So the i7 9700K is going to be eight cores. It's going to have a lower base clock than the current one. There's no info on this new graphics card. Uh, let's see. Linus Tech Tips. Uh oh. I just killed the audio. Supposedly he's got a prototype. I don't believe it. Intel teases Arctic Sound discrete graphics cards for 2020. I like it. Well, uh, this Channel line is tech tips. Looks like he's it. Oh, I'm uploading crap while I'm doing the show. I should pause that. It's got like a silhouette of the card. Yeah, this is the same image that everybody uses. So there's nothing. It's like the same reference. It's the same reference cooler that Nvidia uses. <laughs> that box that doesn't cool worth a shit. Yeah, there's nothing. All right, I'll believe it when I see it. Intel did make the Xeon Xeon Phi. 
I'm pretty sure that was a bunch of x86 cores that emulated a graphics card at the same performance of a graphics card. But you could run normal system code on it. Like x86 code. I'm, and I'm pretty sure that they had uh, an emulated DirectX driver. Where did I hear about that? It might have been the Google Cloud Platform Podcast or something. Um, let's consult the book of knowledge Leon Phi is a series of x86 many core processors many core yes let's see how many cores did this have up to 72 cores many many cores This is what I want. Xeon Phi. With 16 gigs of RAM, 30 megs of L2. I don't see any pricing. I'm just looking at Wikipedia though. Oh man, all these release dates are 2012, 2013. I don't see anything recent. Five or six years ago. It's a long time. All right, here's Knight's Mill. I think I was just looking at the wrong thing. There's to be announced on here somewhere. Um, yeah, so not, you're not clear. So what? you're uh, think you're thinking about getting a revolver. Yeah, like um, one of those. Hammerless ones. I'm trying to so like a uh, a Ruger or a Smith and Wesson. Uh, I'm googling. Yes, like that. Like the Ruger LCR. I'm looking at. I'm looking at my uh, my Colt right now, and it's pretty mind-boggling how simplistic. The revolver design is. There's almost nothing that can break on them. Did you see that one that uh, Roadhouse? He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, that he blew up. Yeah, I saw the picture of it. Wasn't it some Ruger piece of shit? I don't remember who made the gun, but the ammo was bad. So the wheel huh. exploded. Well, the the round exploded because it wouldn't feed or something, and as a result, uh, I guess the barrel split, and then the wheel busted gut out the side. Needless to say, it no longer works. I think it's gonna be a shoddy quality gun if it could blow apart the barrel from bad ammo. Yeah, probably. It was a thirty-eight, I think. That's what I mine is thirty-eight special. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to a. It, it's a, very similar to a three fifty-seven Magnum. There's no slide that gets caught on anything. It's all mechanical. Well, there, there's no wheel. ejector. No ejector. Also, yeah. 
Yeah, the ejector is the main thing. You can't get jams in a revolver. The slide also never gets caught on anything. Or clips the uh, web of your, the palm of your hand. Which sucks right. if you're not holding it properly. That's really only a problem with striker fires, though. Because How's that? if it's a if it's got a hammer, the hammer is gonna be in the way of the sl the, the slide goes over the hammer when it goes backwards. But like if you're using like a sig, for example, oh, the yeah. the slide sits so much higher than your grip that your hand can't actually choke up enough on it for the slide to strike your hand. There's also that little dovetail, so the webbing doesn't cross up over the hammer. Right. Maybe no dovetail. It's the wrong word. It's got a little flare. Right. I've never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Only like shitty striker fires have that problem. Even Glocks have a little thing that allow you to kind of like somewhat. You could really grip up on it, and maybe it could strike your 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 hand. But even Glocks have enough space usually to prevent that from happening. Yeah, if you're holding it right, it's not a problem. Yeah. There's some cool, uh, like CCW holsters and stuff for these things. For the thirty-eight. Uh, something like is the that. Is that what you would get, or would you get some? Or would you get like a 40 cal something? No idea. I looked at uh, one of those nothing fancy videos uh, like a year ago. Has to be rimmed. for. That's the only thing is you have to use rimmed ammunition in a revolver. Yes. So that limits your cartridge types. You could do 358 three, or 38, 57 Magnum, uh, 44. I think they have that 45 long colt, I think is another one, which is more like a, it's like a carbine round, but they made some pistols that use it. Uh, it's kind of like a 45 Magnum, I guess. Uh, what else? I like watching those nothing fancy videos. 32 Just, ACP. 32. That's tiny. I think 32 is rimmed. Or no, 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 32 is FMJ, huh? Oh, it's semi-rimmed. So oh, I guess indeed. it does work. Because they had they had detective specials like what my gun is, uh, that were 32. Thirty yeah, they had 32 new police. That's what it was called. They have 32 Smith and Wesson. Thirty-two Colt. Yeah, thirty-two Colt. That's that's what it is. Is thirty-two common in a subcompact? Uh no, I mean it was it was a revolver round. It's like a less powerful. It's like if if a thirty eight is like a, a thirty eight special is like a nine millimeter but longer like a long nine millimeter then a thirty two is like what a three eighty would be in terms of like firepower comparison. Puny. Yeah, three eighty is not very good. But then again, if you got a two inch barrel on a gun, 
it doesn't really matter. You're going to have to be close range anyway to use it. So you want stopping power, which is where a 38 special is a good round because it has a lot of stopping power, at least when you're up close. Little Derringer with a 357 Magnum <laughs> double barrel. It You basically feed two rounds. You should look that up. Let's see if we can find one. Three, Derringer. Derringer. I don't even know what kind of ammo it fires. I think Have Gun Will Travel is like a 50s TV show. It's a we spaghetti western. That's pretty much what put these guys on the map. Yeah, 357 Derringer. Man, I fired one of these and it fucking hurts. Who do you know as a Derringer? Somebody who was alive in the 50s to watch Have Gun Will Travel, which was on Netflix and a, is a good series. They have a 357 Magnum Derringer I'm looking at right now. That's what I'm talking about. Is it the double barrel? Is that what or you shot? Quad? I it's shot one like that. I shot a, a double like <sighs> that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I was like, you're laughing. You must have ripped ass. It was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot to end. All right. <laughs> Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Frothymix.info slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Sayonara.